Welcome to Brother to Brother, a podcast that is part therapy, part tongue-in-cheek, and all real talk. For usual, we ask that you subscribe, rate, and review. Um, if you are doing it, we thank you. I don't know that either one of us has iTunes, but we do appreciate it. Trust us. Um, but uh, as always, joining me, this is episode 84, by the way, and uh, joining me for this episode, like he does for all episodes, my brother, Reggie, how you doing today? today? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, yeah, it's been a kind of hell week. It just really stupid shit going on at work and so yeah like we were supposed to record yesterday it didn't happen because of uh, totally my fault uh well not well no, not go my totally. fault really mm-hmm. i'll just say that like crap came up so i was we were fortunate enough because usually you're, you're out uh playing baseball or softball on, on sundays so. that is true is it like a bye week or something yeah, 4th of July week, it's one of the few. We get Memorial Day weekend, we get 4th of July weekend off, and uh, yeah, that's about it. Hmm, nice. So, luckily, no games. But um, speaking of games, last week we beat the defending champions. They've they've basically been the best team in the league for the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. And we always play them tough, but they usually end up beating us. But we played a damn near perfect game, went into uh, – so you play seven standard innings. We went into two extra innings. And in the bottom of the eighth, we were in the field and bases were loaded. We walked one of their bad hitters to get to a sort of good hitter. But this guy is like, I mean, he's huge, Rich. He's humongous. So you basically could throw him out from the outfield from at first base. Like, that's just how big this guy and slow this guy is. Oh, okay. When you, I was thinking humongous meant something else. I was like, okay. no, 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 not no. He's just a really big guy. But mm-hmm. um, so we walked the bases. Some he hit a a fly ball to center field. Our center fielder caught it, and luckily the guy on third base was one of their old timers, who's still a pretty fleet of foot guy. But our center our center fielder threw a bullet to me at sec at home plate. And um, tagged runner out at the plate to keep the game going, and then we ended up winning the next inning. Nice, congratulations! Yeah. So oh, what dude. did that? What did that put you guys at? Uh, so we've gone from uh, it's eight league team. We've we've been muddling around fourth, fifth, but the last three weeks we've won four straight games. Mm-hmm. So we're now up to second place. Oh, nice! Yeah, trying to get that first round bye. In the playoffs, and we're good too because we've played. We have one more. We play third place one more time, um, but they have to win two games to tie us. So if we play them, if we beat them this time, we beat them the first. They beat us the first time. We beat them the second time. We beat them again. We'll have the season series, and we'll be able to um, lock down that that first round by. So yeah, things are looking good. Well, congratulations. Thank you. I'm not going to lie. A lot of what you just said kind of went over my head. Well. I'm sorry. I try. <laughs> you do. <laughs> uh, and you know what? Since we're talking sports, uh, I know this is the Carson Corner, but there's something that I put in the thing. Might as well bring it up now. What the heck is this deal with this Summer League business? I thought basketball was over. No. So Summer League is for the rookies who have just been drafted. Mm-hmm. And usually for first and second year players, there might be a, a third year player in there who really hasn't gotten to play a lot in the NBA. 
but allows them to um, allows the coaches to work on their skills and their scheme so that when the regular season begins or the preseason begins and they join the full roster that mm-hmm. they'll understand the schematics of their of, of the team so instead of you coming in cold you know it's basically like preseason what triple it will say pre preseason it's like what triple a baseball players do um before they make it to the majors you know so like you may have a guy who you know is going to start on the major league team but you make him play summer ball so that he can stay fresh get some at bats and see what it's like to compete against like nba level competition because most of these guys, while they played in college, you know, with the exception of the biggest games that they play against, like, the top tier, top 25 teams, top 50 teams, like, you're only playing against one or two superstars, you know? Like, in college, if if you're not in the ranks of Duke, Michigan State, Carolina, um, Kentuckys, like, you only have one stud on your team. And you're probably playing in a division where you, you might be the best player in the in, in your entire conference. So you're just, you know, just dunking on dudes all day. Then you get to the NBA. It's kind of like in football where, like, you could go from being the best player on your team to just being a, a normal dude just because uh-huh. you're playing with men now. You're legit playing with men now. So that's sort of what Summer League is. It gets them accustomed to a higher talent, gets them accustomed to the style of play that their teams play, uh, and that allows them to be more prepared when the season begins to uh, fully contribute. Okay. It just seems like, I don't know, as somebody who doesn't fall in basketball, it seems like basketball is always, it's like a year-round sport. Well, basketball, they play 82 games, not including the preseason, but basketball mm-hmm. spreads their games out over so many months that it, that's the way, it's the reason why it feels like it. Like, the draft and the free agency all collide, and then summer league starts almost immediately after that, and then it's preseason in like September, and then they start playing in like late September, early October. So, so like October to July, October to two June. months is what you're telling me. Um, about two and a half months, yeah. Two and a half months, and then we got this summer league that plays till when? Uh, only a couple of more. It's like a three week thing. So basically, the only time basketball is not being played on a professional level is in August. August, um, basically, yeah, 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 basically, yeah. But you wouldn't count the summer league as a professional. That those are all scrimmages and stuff. They just want everyone to make it through healthy. That is. And you're, none of your superstars are playing. Like, these are all right, rookies. But still, and... I, I just find that a bit, I don't know. It's a lot. Mind-boggling to me. Well, yeah. And Long again, season, while we're here talking about sports, might as well get out of the way, and then we can get back into the Carson Corner. What's the deal with the free agency, and why were so many people freaking the fuck out? Like, I've seen so many, like, Lakers fans and I think Knicks fans and like just so many memes it's like i mean i don't follow well i follow normal folks i guess but it just seems like lately i've been i i cannot avoid like basketball stuff and i'm just well, what's the deal what's going on with this free agency it seems like people are shook it so this free agency was was one of the ones 
So this free agency isn't always like this. This year in particular, there are a lot of lot of uh, top tier, like top ten players, mm-hmm. who have the avail- availability to move. You have Kawhi Leonard, who just won a championship for the Toronto Raptors, who is an LA guy, and they were, you know, so the LA teams were after him. You had the Knicks and the Brooklyn Nets, who were trying to, who had basically. Um, not necessarily tank, but they had, well, the Knicks had tank, but they also traded away a bunch of assets to open up slots for what are called max players. And so a max player, they get a max contract. It's usually like four years, $150 million, something like that. Mm -hmm. If, if you're already with the team, um, like Clay Thompson, who is with the, uh, Golden State Warriors, he tore his ACL, but he's still like a top tier player shooting guard like he's one of the best in the league five time five 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 time all-star he's been to the all-star game the last five times he might have had more than just the last five years but five straight years so he's a stud right so golden state was able because he was already their player they have uh the availability to give him more money on the market so any team could have offered him four years 140 they could offer him five years 190 and okay. and so with all these players being available, when free agency hit, no one knew what's going to happen because, you know, the Lakers had made a big trade to get Anthony Davis from New Orleans. So they're like, oh, LeBron and Anthony Davis are trying to build a big three. And Brooklyn had traded a couple of their people and taken on some money so that they could open up two max positions. And Kyrie Irving, who's a point guard who played for Boston, uh, became very clear that he wasn't returning to Boston. And he was looking to team up with some folks. So this this free agency this year was crazy because basically the landscape of the league could have swung, could have been crazy, could have exploded. Like if Kawhi Leonard had gone to the Lakers, good luck stopping them. Okay. Uh, last thing about this. Again, I'm not a sports guy, but does that not make the game a bit boring if people are building these super teams? Oh fuck yeah! It's it's the worst. Okay, it's the absolute worst. Like, and that's the reason why. Like for me, um, I have friends who are Lakers fans, and we had a little uh, chat message going, and I was just like, and I told him, I was like, here's the deal. One, I'm a Le- I'm a LeBron hater. I acknowledge how great he's the greatest of this era. He's not the greatest of all time, but he has flaws in his in his credentials. Like he's got a losing record in the finals. You know, he scored a lot of points and a lot of assists and blocks and stuff, but he also came out uh, straight from high school. So he has three to four years on just about every single player who's ever played, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, it, it makes sense that he would have these numbers. If you take those numbers and expand them over time and compare them to the greats, they're not as big. Like, it's, of course, you're going to have more points when you have three more years to score. Um, that's neither here nor there. And like, but the idea of him getting another super team after having one in Miami, one in um, one in Cleveland, and then trying to build that in the Lakers is just like, dude, just win a championship like everyone else does, like do hard work and by making your teammates better. Like, stop trying to get three of the seven best players on your team so you guys can just run rampant against people. I know I like to throw in my little troll whenever that LeBron James or whatever debate comes up. 
and and I just know that saying LeBron is a goat pisses people off. But I don't understand how do they reconcile the fact that like Michael Jordan didn't build a super team when he won, you know? Or, or am I wrong about that? He didn't. So people, there are lots of people who like to be like, oh, he had Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman, which is true. He had Scottie Pippen for all six championships. He had Dennis Rodman for three of them. And Dennis Rodman was one of the best defenders. And Scottie Pippen was one of the best two-way guys, offense, defense. But Scottie Pippen was drafted to the Bulls. And Dennis Rodman, they got off the garbage heap when Detroit got rid of him. Like, mm-hmm. he never was like, hey, Sean Kemp, Patrick Ewing, why don't you come play for the Bulls and we'll just run rampant over people? Like, the, the, here's the thing I have with LeBron people. Like, if, if you're a stats guy, even if you're a stats guy, you got to take into account that he has five years of extra playing time that Jordan didn't have. Three of those years was because Jordan was in college. Two of those years was when Jordan um, retired from basketball for whatever reason you want to believe. Um, what do you believe? Uh, I believe that he got into gambling with some mob people, and that's the reason why his father got killed. And then the NBA basically were like, yo, this is going to come to light. So you're instead of, instead of banning you, we're going to suspend you basically for two years, a voluntary suspension behind the curtains. No one talk about it. Okay. You know, I've heard this before and not knowing exactly all the details, but <clears throat> would the mob really kill somebody like Yes? Dude, organized crime. But I, Imagine... I get I get that it's organized crime, but I mean Michael Jordan was worth so much money. Could he not have just paid whatever he owed? What's the point in, in maybe killing he, his father? Maybe he owed too much money, or maybe he didn't want to pay. Hmm. Like that story to me makes more sense than anything else. Especially, like, I guess, considering what he went to play baseball for two years and made the yeah, same amount of money. Like, who the fuck would? Why is Michael Jordan playing baseball? That shit didn't make any sense. And not only that, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan wasn't even like a single A level talent in baseball. Like, he just wasn't good enough. He hit like two seventeen on in double A. Mm-hmm. The only reason why he was set, he was able to do that for two years, is because he was Michael Jordan. He's no Bo Jackson, is what you're saying. Hell no, he's or not Deion a Bo Sanders. Jackson. He's no Deion Sanders. Like, no, nah, he like no, Jordan no. Okay, yeah, so I, I think obviously it, this this is all alleged, but I think it's has traction. That's all hmm. I'm saying. That's a shame. That's sad. Yeah, I mean, imagine carrying that guilt if that's true. Being like, yeah, I got my dad killed. Because of my gambling debt. Because I gambled with the wrong folks. Owe the wrong people money. Um, but to get off of sports ball, uh, let's let's go through with the um, Carson Gordon. Because you, you went on a hiking adventure this week, man. Hell yeah, I did. I went to, like, I've been out here trying to hike to new places and stuff like that. Uh, spreading my hiking wings. I don't know. I don't know if that works. Uh, but I was like, and, and lately, I've been on this trip for waterfalls. I don't know why, but I really love a waterfall. So I know what it is. It, it, it's just that, like, a lot of places in North Carolina, uh, there's a lot of tree cover, you know? So, like, I'm trying to look up for sites that, you know, you can actually see shit. 
on, on the hike as opposed to walking 10 miles and then it's just nothing but trees and like one or two open fields, you know, with yeah. a stream. That's always tough. Yeah. So um, I was like, well, if there's a waterfall nearby, there's just typically like a lot of open space or, you know, there's a, you know, you can walk up to it or whatever and get in the water, stuff like that. So I was like, what waterfalls are near uh, Charlotte? And I've got like a list of places I kind of want to check out. And then I was like looking at this one waterfall and it was like, this waterfall is famous because it was in the last of the week. And I was like, no shit. I'm going there. So that's where I went this week. Uh, it's in uh, DuPont State Forest or whatever. What sucks mm. about that, though, is that, um, like, I'm I'm going to go camping in a couple, either a couple weeks or definitely next month. I haven't decided uh, specifically, you know, trying to look at different places or whatever. But, like, I was like, man, I would love to go camping here, but DuPont you can't camp in the forest or whatever, so that sucks. You can't camp in the forest? No, they don't have a campground. I mean, there's a campground that's like four miles away, like a private one, and I could do that there, but I'm like, eh. I don't know. There's something I would rather just camp in the forest as opposed to yep. walking four miles there than walking another, hiking another 10 or something then have to walk back four miles or something you know mm-hmm I mean you can drive to the place or just hike there and get I mean there. I could I could drive to the place if I really wanted to I'd just drive the four miles or whatever but yeah mm-hmm. so so I'm, I'm just looking at places because uh, like I got a 10 a couple of years ago and have not used it and that's ridiculous yeah man get that that's ridiculousness it's ridiculousness um, word. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed your hikes. I saw your pictures. They were sick. Yeah. And you know what? That's another thing that's kind of a, it's not a problem, but it's just like, I take all these pictures. Like those are my camera from my phone. Like I'll, but I take pictures on like my, my real camera. Then they just sit there. Cause like, I'm like, oh, I gotta, you know, connect and do all that stuff. And I, I don't know why it takes me forever to do that. And then on top of it, like, you can't just upload that crap from your computer to, like, uh, Instagram or something. It was stupid. Yeah, they, they, they make that shit so hard. Yeah. So, like, half the time, I'm like, well, where am I going to share this? Like, I could share it on, I guess, like, Google or something. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's just... Like, it's Instagram makes it so much easier because it's just right there. Yeah, it would be nice if it was just able to do that. Yeah. Instagram fix your shit. It makes no sense, Mm-mm. especially since it's owned by freaking the same company. Uh, yeah, owned by uh, Facebook, and you can do that on Facebook. So yeah, whatever, real easy. Oh, and speaking of Facebook, I basically got rid of it this week. Um, Off your phone? Yeah. Hmm. I'm kind of done with Facebook. Like the only reason I I still have like I'm not going to deactivate my account or anything like that. Fuck no. Lose all your access to half your shit. Right, right. I've seen people who have done that, and then they're like, "I, I lost all I can't my get Spotify. Into Spotify. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't get into this." And I'm like, "Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna learn from your mistake." Uh, but yeah, so I'm not going to uh, get rid of it completely. It's plus, also, I need it for work uh, because there's like a Facebook group for things, and I need 
to be able to get into that. So I'm not I getting. To. I need. Yeah, I can't get rid of it for work purposes. But uh, other than that, I'm I'm done with Facebook. I don't need it anymore, and I just don't need it spying on everything. I mean, they're gonna spy on your shit anyways. Not not if you get rid of it, bro. I'm not talking I, about Facebook. I'm talking about anybody. Anyone oh, who wants oh. to get any of your shit can get any of your shit anytime. Okay. That, yeah. That. Yeah. That's true. That's true. That don't mean I have to make it easy for them. I guess is what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. You making it real hard to get rid of Facebook. You still got Twitter on your phone, Reg? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You still got Instagram on your phone, Reg? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm but mm-hmm. I turned off all that location stuff on it. I mean, I, go, I I don't even care anymore. I'm like, man, if they try, if they want to fucking find me, they got dog on whatchamacallit. They got not, recognition. I don't think it's so much about finding you. It's just like, I don't like, I, I, I'm halfway there to just get rid of Google altogether because like, there are times where I'm watching something and I'm like, well, I, I don't like, I, I have a question about it. So I'm like, well, let me Google this and try to understand something or you know and then google will autocomplete like the most random thing that i'm actually looking up and it's like they say they're not listening but uh oh man they're listening everywhere that's the reason why i'm just like unless you're gonna move out into the wilderness or to like a third world country you just gotta understand that this is the world we live in now hmm like that's just it like I know it's nice to think that that's that you know that we have some control, but again, unless you're going off the grid, then they don't they got you. They're not even finding you. They are just straight up got you. I suppose that's true, but uh, I guess I just feel like if there are things that I can do, then I'm, I'm going to do them, even yeah, if it's guess. futile. Yeah. Fight the good fight, Rich. Keep throwing those uh, starfish back in the ocean. <laughs> it matters at that one. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that's a solid, solid Carson corner. Um, I could bitch about work, but yeah, I mean, therapy is what this is. Yeah, I am gonna bitch about work. So like. There, there are a bunch of people who have been like stepping down from like jobs or whatever because it's just not worth the, the hassle and headache which means that those jobs are uh, being filled by either people who are like lower seniority or just not being filled at all which is unfortunately the real case you know so like I guess just changes with the way we do things means that like like before like if there was uh bad weather they would just be like okay part-timers you gotta stay and deal with this you know but then you would need uh leads which are basically a step above like regular agents or whatever Mm -hmm. and and so like they need to stick around or whatever so that they can close out flights and all that stuff right but then all the leads step, mo- a lot of the leads with seniority stepped down because it's just not worth the headache. So they don't have the leads anymore. So basically, what's been happening is every time there's weather, they mandatory all the part timers, which is, you know, par for the course. That's nothing new. But what's new is in order to get the leads, 
they have to mandatory everybody until they get to the number of leads that they need for like the operation so like last night they needed 10 people so they mandatory everybody until they got to those 10 people so like they mandatory like I think like 50 people to get to that 10 so why don't they just designate people for like that week and if it if weather happens it happens if it doesn't it doesn't because that's not how that works like you can't force people because of our contract or whatever you have to um so why don't they just hire more leads because nobody wants to be a lead (laughs) so why don't they just pay people more to be a lead and therein lies the rub oh so they just want people to voluntarily be a lead and not get paid more I mean, they pay them more, but it's like the hassle and headache, right, is not worth it. You got to make it, yeah. Okay, yeah, of course. Corporate world. Duh, John. Open up your eyes. Um, Yeah. So, so, yeah. So, it's like they're paying all these people. Like, I got paid two hours. This week, I've been, I got like five hours of overtime just because they needed to get to the right amount of leads. That's ridiculous. And just sitting there doing nothing. Like, I finished Stranger Things this week because of this. Ugh. That's crazy. And it's just a pain in the ass not getting home till 3 o'clock because I'm sitting around. Damn, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. What are you doing? That's just costing you more money because then you're paying all these people overtime. Exactly. And it's not like you're paying. Part timers overtime. You're paying full timers. Full timers legit overtime. overtime. Yeah. It bothers my mind that that's how they want to play it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Uh, well, yeah. Well, my 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 week was not nearly as bad as your yeah. week was, and it just not sucks because really I know it's going to happen again tonight. Yeah, storms rumbling through across the country. That means delays, and that means uh, at least you're getting the overtime. Well, and you know what? I'm. I'll mention this off air, but I, like, I'll be making money off of that. Well, you know what? I'm just not gonna say anything else about that. Yeah, don't but... even say it. Don't even say it. Don't even, don't even worry about it. Um. Well, I think that's it for the Carson Corner. Uh, I was gonna talk about the fourth. I'll just say it's no, per go usual. Go ahead and talk about the fourth. Come on, this is your holiday. No, it is my holiday. It's my favorite holiday. And we did just like we normally do. We got up at 6.30. We're on the road by 7 because we packed uh, the night before. We had everything set up. Two tents, three tables, two grills, like nine coolers. We cordoned off an entire area of the beach with our Mm -hmm. chairs. We got a bunch of our buddies' chairs the night before in the morning of. So we spread them all out like we do put flags up so it can make it very clear that this is like our area set up the games uh, fill in some more of the space put some blankets out um and then just started burying people to the beach and some people came before the parade some people came after it i gotta it say just... as somebody who's seen this firsthand it is like a freaking operation and i'm like if they ever allowed you guys to like have fireworks or whatever it would be like a whole new level. You know, oh, like dude. people would not be prepared. <laughs> That's the reason why they don't, man. I'd be setting off mortars at noon. 
go, 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 go. I mean, we had all our speakers out there, so we were, you know, just blasting music. But it was just funny coming back and, like, my buddy George um, lives on campus. And so we – I picked him up. We got ice for all the coolers and mm-hmm. then drove back to the beach, um, dropped the coolers off. And he's like, hey, man, I'm, I got to – he's doing this thing where he's running at least a mile every day for 365 days. Oh, I tried that a couple years ago. I got all the way to like May, and I don't know. I just I stopped for what I don't even remember why I stopped. I thought you pulled like a hamstring or something. No, I I may have gotten sick. I don't remember. But yeah, uh, next year I'm going to do it. I'm going to start over and do it next year because. Uh, this running app that i use uh there's an achievement to do it on a leap year so i'm just gonna knock it out in two. Oh, nice boom yeah, yeah. Knock it right down now i was gonna do it this year but i was like nah i want to get the leap year achievement and if i did it this year then that means no i way. have to run two years right here straight yeah <laughs> which terrible i have a feeling if you know i have a feeling that once you get through like four months or so you probably will be able to just make it but still you know yeah, there'll be snow days or something, so I'm just gonna give it the year or whatever. Yeah, so um, he ended up running um, on the beach, so I went back to the house and then came back for good. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Man, you should have seen the looks of people." He's like, "Because when I got there, there were probably five or six people, but when mm-hmm. George is there, he was the only one there with our entire giant base camp." And I had put his chair in the middle of the sand. Yeah. So he was just like sitting, just like looking like a king overseeing all this land. And all these people were just like, at first they're like, oh, that's cool. But then as more people started to crowd in and people started to push our borders, it was just like, we were like, nope. They were like, fuck that noise. They were (laughs) like, like, what are these people? Who are these people? But then like, as we filled out and filled out, people were like, okay, these people are professionals. They know what they're doing. I'm surprised like other people have not caught on and done it themselves um some people come and like they do it in small levels but i'm just like you guys aren't doing it right we're really the only regulars i that i think go all day on the beach Mm -hmm. the only question is are they gonna let you grill or not which really isn't a question to us because i just put the grill in the spot where we can hide it and then i'll cook anyways yeah but i mean you always get a permit though right yeah but even some years, like one year they had this food truck up there and I, they must have had an agreement that they wouldn't allow anyone to cook on the beach so that people would be like forced to go to the food truck. Mm-hmm. And we just moved ourselves really far to the left behind this outcropping of rocks and just grilled right back there. And we were like, fuck those people. Fuck your noise, food truck. You're not going to make me buy your hamburgers and hot dogs and shitty hot dogs. I'll cook my own shitty hot dog. But yeah, no. Shitty. No, they're not shitty. We don't allow that. Um, but it was amazing. The it's been so hot the last few days. Like mm-hmm. the last four days, it's been eighties, nineties. Well, eighties, nineties. Oh my god, shut the yeah. fuck up. We're exactly. moving on. Eighties, nineties. But the water's so, the water's been so warm. Uh, and on the fourth, I traditionally get really smashed on the beach and then mm-hmm. pass out. Um, and then wake up, rehydrate, have a little bit of food, and then go home, and then pass out. Uh, this year I, I got too quickly into the stream, but I lasted a long time. A bunch of people left and we like did a small cleanup and then 
we're like, yeah, let's sit for a couple more hours and then we'll go home. And I jumped in the water and it cooled. It dropped my temperature so fast that I was like almost shaking as I came out of the Mm -hmm. water. And I sat down in that chair, Reg, and I passed out for two, almost two and a half hours. I don't remember any of it. Everyone just kept going along their day, and evidently I just sitting there getting baked, and eventually, or not eventually, um, Did you periodically. Burn? No, I didn't. Of course not. Come on. Uh, periodically. Also, I put, suns- <laughs> I, I put sunscreen on that day. It was hot. <laughs> of course not. Are you kidding me? That's funny. It, no, it was hot, though. Um, Do you burn? I mean, yeah. I usually burn. So, like, whenever we go for um like the spring break trip in march i always burn on that trip like it's I, it's impossible i burn in what you gonna call it costa rica, costa rica. Oh, yeah okay. my oh, dude, my shoulders and like the top of my chest um it was the the second day that we went to the black sand beach that's when i fucking got torched hmm i had to tell becky i was like you got to put some sunscreen on my shoulders because shit and then every day after that, I put sunscreen on. Okay. Uh, well, that's been an extended, extended Carson, Carson Corner. Man. We needed the therapy, y'all. Yeah, we just we had a lot it. that happened like this week. That's interesting. I mean, yeah. not interesting. I mean, it's just cool. It's cool, whatever. That's what it's for. Um, but yeah, let's get into the, some news. Uh, we are going to be talking about the second week of, uh, well, the second night of the debate, which seems like forever ago. Even though it was only a week, yeah. Um, then uh, there's some other stuff that we'll be talking about. Uh, some border stuff, uh, earthquakes, uh, some stuff from Twitter. But anywho, let's just hop into it. Uh, let's talk about this border crisis. Um, I think we talked about the woman who went and defended the border crisis, and then was like, "That's not me," and was pleading on Facebook for her friends to not, like, dis- disavow her or whatever. Yeah. Um, but um, we- we've had a lot of uh, people at AOC, and I think Bernie and Warren went down there, and I think Buttigieg, and it's basically... Anyone who's, who's running. Right. Anybody down. with some political clout went down to the border to get a little, you know raise awareness as if we didn't know that there was a problem down there. Yeah. Get their face. Right. Get their photo taken. And I don't know how to feel about that because I, before we get into that, I will just say this just to clean up some quick news on, on the border crisis. There was a whole Facebook group that they said didn't exist, but then did exist. Um, and that they said they just found out about, but actually they found out 10 months ago. Basically, yeah. a bunch of employees, ICE people, detention people who are just like demeaning people, uh, sexist, uh, racist, violent memes and talk and discussion, like real Nazi bullshit. Like just seeing these people as less than animals. Um, and then uh, thanks to some reporting by, I think, legitimately someone at CNN and someone someone from one of the new york papers they found out that there's a second group that they also knew about um that is now being investigated and which i'm sure if you keep digging deeper that wherever there are collections of these people there probably are facebook groups um 
just it's despicable but again this leads to what you were just talking about it's just like where i'm completely jaded on this whole issue just because nothing's happening no one's losing their jobs um like why hasn't someone lost their job yet yeah like and i'm not yeah i'm not just talking about like a cabinet person i'm talking about someone at the local level who's been like you've been allowing children to sleep on concrete with emergency blankets for days you're fired just to show say face just to be like this was that would have been my first thing this was a disconnect on the local level i would have put it all on them fire everybody bring in some real people and improve shit like the idea that no one's been fired now just means like no one's they're probably be like don't worry this is gonna blow over right and that's the thing it just goes to show you that they really don't don't care like I've seen a lot of people like the cruelty of it is the point of it, you know. That's the point to be mean and to be evil, and and it's just it's so disgusting. Like that, that is okay in America right now. I guess. I mean, I, and there's part of me that's like, I don't, I get it's outrageous because it is outrageous. Full stop. Yeah. At the same time. I'm not shocked because that is so American. Like, people act like, oh, this is not what we stand for. I'm like, my God, I wish people you, would stop saying that and look at yes. our history. This is not who we are. This is not who we are. This is who we are. Right. That's the thing. I have have a couple of conservative people who are just being like, this is not, you know, these are not concentration camps. This is not. And I, especially the ones on Twitter, I will tweet them the link to operation wetback from the i was about to say episode. operation wetback and I, i've legitimately had at least three or four of them come back and be like i had no clue that we had that this it was even part of our history i was like dude how can you be so sure of your morals if you don't even know the history of your country right i mean operation wetback was in the 50s that was we're the talking 50s. about in people's lifetimes you know there are people in congress who were alive when operation wetback happened yeah like the idea that this is new that that we well that's the thing that that kills it for me and you said it best this is not who we are this is exactly who we are and we will never ever change as a country because we can't even come to grips with what we've done let alone what we're doing exactly if we can't have a conversation about the things that we've done then you know we're going to keep doing them because we, we never hold ourselves accountable for it for like the past actions we're just like you know it happened bygones and move along everyone and then, and then we talk about how we yeah. love the immigrant it's like we don't love the immigrant we have never loved the immigrant ever we, ever. we, love, we love the immigrant two generations two three generations later <laughs> five generations later you gotta be here for like two generations where they completely spit on you and victimize you then in your third generation someone gets to know someone or someone marries into this population and then two generations afterwards they're like oh you know well those are just my kids now those are just my grandkids yeah i mean that's basically what like hispanics and muslims are going through right now muslims got like bad because of you know terrorism that they have nothing to do with right and you just have this irrational fear that that people inflict on others and, uh, and that's what we were talking about this earlier uh, in the week, and I was like, I think what lets you know if you've made it in America is the amount of people that you can oppress. Like, I, I feel like that is 
a good barometer of of your standing in America because it just seems like you know like right now it, yeah because like you just look at so many people and like I don't get how you were at one time the oppressed party but now you're the ones doing the oppression you know and it's just like mm-hmm. unironically like I was looking at um thinking about like uh like during Pride month or whatever so many people in the LGBT community dumping on other people in the LGBT community. Like I, I saw so many people who were like, you know, gays and, and, and lesbians just dumping on bisexuals and, you know, and trans people. And it's like, y'all are, you know, it's, you're all in the, you know, it's, it's right there in the title LGBTQ, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't get it. Not only that, like, it's not like you guys are in the same battle. You guys are in the same boat. Right. You are literally in the same boat. If you try and rock those people over, guess who's going over with them? Yeah. And then, like, even black people, you know, I mean. Oh, 100%. The fact that black people are racist against, like, Latino people, that is a theme. And I get it, like, where it came from in the 50s and 60s where they're competing for the same crumbs. You know, and that just has led to generational hate in lots of like different places where they're competing for the same things. But it's like, come on, by now you gotta understand, like the racist white folk, the ones who are running the system who really want to keep the status quo, they're both your enemies more than and more than the other can be. Like, you should be more concerned about racist white people than you should be about Hispanics or Asians or anything like that. Yeah. And, and like, it just, like I said, it's, it's kind of mind boggling to me because, you know, you even see it with this whole Kamala Harris thing, which I will get into later when we talk about the debates, but like black folks out here saying she's not black enough or whatever. And it's like, I, she's not a real African American because her parents are Indian and Jamaican. Like, I don't want to have, I don't she's like a Kamala black... Harris and I don't want to be out here defending her, but exactly. like, this ridiculousness. Yeah, we're going to get to that, though. So let's just get through some – quickly get through some stuff. Um, Trump stuff, he had his parade, but even God was against it, so he rained on it, which I think yeah. is amazing. <laughs> he had a teleprompter mishap. Uh, like, it was just – like, I put his – I put the parade in the show notes before it happened because I knew it would be some comedy gold because he can't help himself. and Oh, he can't. And and you know what? Uh, they were talking about the size of the crowd because apparently, like, not a lot of people went there. And and then, like, even when I asked you, I was like, "Were the crowds big?" And you, what did, you said to me that there were people all the way to the Washington Monument or something, right? That's what like, Trump said. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, right. That's what Trump said. And I was like, "Well, that is kind of a sizable crowd." And then I looked at it and I was like, "Wait, no, 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 no." No, 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 no. That seems big depending on where you're starting from. If you're starting from the Capitol, like during the uh, inauguration, well, yeah. If it's standing room, you know, if it's too many people all the way up to the Washington Monument. But if you're at the doggone Lincoln Memorial, that's not really that big of a crowd size in modern day because in the middle uh, between the two you have the World War II memorial you have the the giant ass reflecting pool and the Vietnam memorial which limits how many people you could put 
in that space. So it's not a big deal. And then I looked at the crowd and I was like, my God, there was like, I'm not saying there was nobody there, but it's not anywhere near like. Oh, no, nothing to write home about. Nothing to write home about. It's, it's almost, I'd be embarrassed to brag about that. But then this is a guy who has no shame. So, yeah, it's just, it was comical. And him, his whole, uh, the the uh, colonial troops took back the airports. Oh, that was amazing! And then he kept he was mis, uh, mistaking the uh, war, the Revolutionary War for uh, the War eighteen twelve. It's just it's yeah, just, damn! Oh my God, it's just I I can't help but feel like he is being set up by people. You know, like there are people just like look what I can get this idiot to say you know, being trolled by his own folks. Like there's like an underground like gambling ring going on and they're just like they're a bunch of commands that they just ad lib together and they're just like, all right, I guess that's the next thing we gotta get them to do. Yeah. Like there's probably a betting pool where somebody's like, I bet I can get him to say nigger. You know, like like that's the Mount Everest. Dude, I, I bet <laughs> I bet that's like I bet that's the highest payout. Yeah. Like that is the highest payout that you could put a chip on. <laughs> like they're playing some sort of chess, and they're like, "I just gotta set him up." There's a way to get this done. <laughs> well, I mean, imagine, imagine if you were like each week or each each gambling period. Say it's quarterly, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, these are the things that we think we can get him to do, and then you have other people bet on, you know, which one's most likely. You know, there might be that one guy who's putting five grand every single quarter on him to say nigger, knowing that that's a 1,000 or a million to one payout or something. Right. It's like, if if that hits, my children's children aren't working. I mean, that's a game we could invent, all I'm saying. (laughs) But yeah, so, I mean, that was an amazing little thing that happened. Yeah, and uh, the sad part, again, pure Trump, uh, he took $2.5 million from the Park Service to pay for tanks on the mall and other um, military equipment for his parade. Abrams tanks that we don't make anymore. Yep. Um, And the city of D.C. is concerned that the extra money won't get paid for because Trump owes, like, seven or eight municipalities a bunch of money that he hasn't paid for different events from whether it's security or whether it's um you know just special access to buildings or renting out stadiums like he's notorious for not paying those bills wow it's just remember the dueling uh do you remember the dueling um event that he had with beto o'rourke in san antonio like yeah. months ago, uh huh. He still hasn't paid for that. <laughs> you would like think it, at some point people would just be like, "We're not dealing with you anymore because it's not worth it." I don't you understand. Just, I don't. I don't get these people that like they think they're going to be the ones that that somehow buck the trend. Why? What is the benefit of knowing you're going to be out one hundred seventy-five thousand dollars? Right. Like, can you make that much money on concessions and parking and everything else? Because you know you're not going to get security, and they're gonna that bill is going to be due. So you're going to end up swallowing it or passing it on to the customers or to the taxpayers, depending upon who he rents from. 
Yeah. But to end a uh, uh, tough week, um, some diplomatic cables were leaked showing that the UK ambassador to the United States uh, has frequently called Trump inept, incompetent, and stupid, among other insulting terms over starting from 2017 to present day. Um, there's no telling, you know, this just sort of came out, so Trump hasn't uh, responded to it yet, but, you know, he's going to. So. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he's going to threaten to be like, we're going to kick him out of the country. We're going to revoke his uh, immunity. Yeah, and then, of course, we might as well talk about the North Korea while we're here. Uh, oh, God. I this idiot went that. to North Korea and was like, yeah, Kim Jong-un, going to shake your hand. And I did not realize that he went there without security. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I would say without security as much as it's less like... It wasn't like an insane amount of like a show of force security, but the North Koreans were never gonna allow that. Hmm. They're gonna allow them to walk in with like twenty U.S. Secret Service people. They just, you know, that's the reason why the photo op was just right there at the at the, you know, the crossover. He takes. I don't understand. No, I understand the man's he, the man's stupid, so he doesn't understand like what he's giving them. Because to him, he's just like, whatever, it's a photo show. You know, it's a photo. I shook his hand. But to them, they're going to put that shit on posters. Yeah. This is going to be a giant mural of him shaking fucking Kim Jong-un's hand. And I bet they're going to make him smaller with tiny hands. <laughs> with Kim you know Jong-un just, just towering over him, looking like he's the, here is the United States come to bend the knee and shake my hand. Like, yeah. I'm just like, man, do you not understand how these this you you're like, no, you don't, you don't understand political ideology at all. Like, if I was a, I don't know, if I was another country, I don't think I would ever trust America again. Like, I don't understand how this isn't like, okay, we can't allow America just keep doing this anymore. Like, even after we get rid of Trump, I think I would be like, okay, we gotta move to a new world with somebody else is in charge. This is ridiculous. See, I I think this is what I would do. If the problem also is that Europe doesn't have a strong leader right now who can unite the country, like that or the continent, I should say. You got all these far right movements like in Poland and mm-hmm. like you have some progressive movements, but even in France, Macron is just like I mean Like like could you imagine if Trump had been running the you know, during like uh, the Cold War Bosnia? or something. Yeah. Dude, imagine him running Bosnia. How many people would have gotten murdered? Yeah. I just, if I was a strong European leader, who I who I thought could bring together the continent in like a progressive, at least Western style, to to oppose what's going on in Russia. Um, I would just be like, yo, America, as soon as we get a new person in, like, say, Elizabeth Warren gets in, right? mm-hmm. um, a person that is an academic that people could trust based on her intellect and her experience, um, I would have a speech in front of the EU where I would be like, yo, um, America, we're happy that you have a good, but this can't happen again. Like, we need to, we're going to be making steps in our own direction, but, you know, your last leader is fucking ridiculous. 
Yeah, because like I mean, especially like if it wasn't for the fact that he's a thug, like this would be the perfect opportunity for Putin to like make some, you know. Russia could have been like the new America for the century if it wasn't for the yeah, fact they're being oh, led no, by a thug, because yeah. they've got they're... a straight man, they've got a strong dude who, who's charismatic and whatever. But like everybody knows what his shit's all about. But like, can you imagine a if there was a Putin-like figure in like the uh, Britain, you know? But again, they've got their own crappy people, you know. But that's the problem, like with Europe. It's always been the problem with Europe. There's like, a void there, and it's like it imagine it's it's mind-boggling, and I, I know people are like China's going to step in and it's going to be their century or whatever. I don't which... believe that. They got too many people. They're paper tigers, man. Because yeah. the people are going to revolt, and then imagine having to, <coughs> excuse me, imagine having to make services and try and create a middle class with. A billion people you really think that well i don't i don't know like i think maybe i, I would have disagreed but then this whole thing in hong kong and, and yeah. like I, I kind of feel like hong kong has been like a poison pill to them <laughs> you know hong kong never should have gone back to the chinese like, I, I feel like you you had a whole bunch of people who are like nah i ain't dealing with this communism bullshit and china just does not lived, know how to deal with that i've, I've lived, lived free, free. <laughs> and, and i feel like china cannot crack down on them hard enough you know and everything that they do which you know the things that they would do which would be normal for like any other part of china is just not gonna work there so. Not when you have a people who one are educated to break down a a oppressive force. They're like, listen, you want to try and take us to re-education camps? We're gonna film that shit. We're gonna get it out. We have resources outside of you. You can't shut us down. And you also have the the fact that there's so many Chinese tourists these days. You know, so like they're going and see what other people around the world live like you know and you can't you can shut down your own internet but once people leave and they come back with their stories and stuff like that it's once they've opened their eyes yeah because that's the thing that's the reason why i it, it pains me i think uh like an international world governing body would be something good the problem is that it's always turns to greed which then leads to oppression yeah. But if people were just like, if someone, if a bunch of benevolent dictators, whatever you want to call them, leaders, whatever you want to call them, got together, people, if you just offered people the basics, a place to live, healthcare, education, and opportunity, we most of us wouldn't have to work. Or we wouldn't have to work a lot. And if you just made, like, the availability to technology and to medicine available to everyone, people don't want a lot. That's the reason why Russia's always worked. Like, you know, they have that – I don't want to say it. Historically, they have, like, a surf mentality. They're used to being told what to do. But what does, when does shit fall apart? When they can't clothe and feed themselves? When there's no energy to keep themselves alive and people are dying because yeah. of the element and then shit falls apart. But when they're just taken care of, they get their bread, they get their meat, they get their milk, they have a home, they have a job. 
shit just goes along. That's the reason why Russia's rolling along the way it is right now. I mean, that's People why are... that's why Chernobyl. Like, I think Chernobyl could only have happened in Russia oh for my so God, many yes. reasons because. It was because of the, the the love of the state that all these people were, you know, that the that Chernobyl happened in the first place. But the cleanup could only have happened in Russia because you're telling a bunch of Americans, "Hey, I need you to go in here and build this trench. I need you to go and and build this. Uh, I need you to dig, dig this under, tunnel dig underneath radioactive a, a nuclear melting reactor, and you're gonna die. You oh know? yeah." You may not die tomorrow. You may not die in a year. It will shorten your life. Right. You are definitely getting cancer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and people would have, like Americans, they've been like, fuck you, I'm not doing this. You no, know? Oh, my God, no. And and that's the thing. Why did it... I, I said that to a friend I was watching um, Chernobyl with. I was like, this could only happen in the Soviet Union. Yeah. It could only happen here. It had to be done. That's how it got done. But again, you know, who knows what's going to happen with with Trump in 2020? But hopefully, we can have an apology tour in 2020, and we won't have to be stuck with the uh, Cheeto Face King any longer. But let's get right into our main topic. Yeah, um, the, the debate uh, the night. Debates. Yeah, debate night two. Um, what were your basic your your overall impressions? How did you? How did it fare in comparison to um, debate night one, Jonathan? Um, I have a feeling that you're going to agree with me on this one. Uh, going into the debates, I was like, "It's bullshit that Warren is in the, that first night with the JV leagues and all those people," and then coming out of that night, I was like, okay, "I'm not. I didn't. I thought, you know, since nobody took her down, you know, yeah, she did her job. She did her job. She, you know, she did what she needed to do." That being said, I think it is a good thing that she was on that. Oh, first night. dude! I do if she not had been know. In night two? I don't know if she would have been able to hold her own on night two. And as a Warren um, supporter, that kind of concerns me. Well, like, is she's going to have to be on that debate stage with all those people eventually? That's going to happen. I I don't know how well that's going to turn out, you know? Um, well, that's kind of, that is kind of one of the things that is a concern that people talk about. She is kind of low energy in the sense that she's sort she's very professor like. Right. And the question is, can she get, and not for me, can she not get like excitable or loud, but will it feel authentic when she does? Yeah. And like, I, I know you're a Bernie fan. I felt like Bernie kind of just melted into the thing. Um, and I think I don't think that's a bad thing because I don't think he really ne- necessarily needed to do anything. Like, we've been talking about, uh, like, different strategies for how people can get to, you know, the, the, the nomination. And I feel like Bernie is really in a position to pull a Trump strategy in that he doesn't have to knock everybody else out. He can allow other people to knock folks out, you know? Well, and that's the reason why, as a Bernie fan, when everyone's like, I hate that there's so many people, I'm like, I don't. I'm like, they split the vote. Right. He just needs like, to tread water. And, and I if, feel like that's he what gets, he did in the last debate. If he gets, like, 30 to 
in states. He's going to win a bunch of states that people don't expect him to win. Yeah. And then it's going to be a race, especially if Biden stays in. Biden, God, man. Woo. Like, he did not look good. Yeah, so l- let's talk about the winners and losers real quick. Uh, um, I For me, big winner, Kamala Harris. I think she... Yeah, I think she won both nights, really. Uh, I don't know about that. Because, I, I mean, I when you look at the down. polls, she's the one that came out, like, ahead. I think she... There were some polls where she leapfrogged into number two or three or something like that. No, she, depending... she, she didn't get higher than, like... She didn't get higher... The, the highest I saw her move was, like still in like a fo- solid fourth place like because she's still behind biden warney uh warney biden war warren and um bernie like she's solidly behind them well again i guess that's really depends on which polls you trust because there were some that showed her and, and i guess that's the problem with polling is like there's so many out there but there were some that showed her moving ahead of warren and, and biden not by much I've... but by enough that it's significant I'd love to see those polls because I didn't see any of those. Um, I know she moved, but I mean, that was the thing. Cause like in most of the polls I saw her move, she went from like 7% to 9% and that's like really 4% right. to 6%. And it's just like, that's not a threatening move. That's just basically a heartbeat. And that's the whole thing about it too, really is the fact that there's so many people in these debate, you know, in the field that a lot of these lower tiers, like, uh, uh, not Warren, but uh, like Kamala Harris, don't have to do much to to move ahead and looks and, and make it look like they're making a lot of moves, you know. Because I mean, if you're polling at four percent and then you jump up to seven, that seems like a big deal, but it's not really a big deal in the long run. Yes, yes, you've almost doubled your numbers, but your numbers were shit before, so right. like you just went from complete shit to sort of shit. Yeah, um, I'll say. I, th- I think the losers are obvious. It's everybody that we can't name. You know, the Williamsons and Ryans and uh, Ensley and Hickenlooper. But yeah, then also like, those other people that I, that I, like, I'd have to pull up a list to think of, of who else was there. Oh, uh, Andrew Yang. Was he even there on the stage? Right. Like, th- they gave him, like, two questions. They were like, we're not coming back. Yeah. I mean, and this is the thing where you, if, if they're not going to ask you questions, you got to interrupt. And I mean, this was the most interrupted debate. Like, they were like, we're not going to pull a, a, a first night. Like, in the first night, everybody was respect, respectful or whatever. They're like, nah. nah yeah, nah, fuck nah. that noise. I'm here to be seen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that um, Kamala Harris definitely is a big winner. Biden is a big loser. He was not prepared for the busing thing. And evidently that was something they had been working on leading up to the bait and they i guess maybe no one saw it coming but they no she like dropped it... an elbow no she had made some posts of like pictures of her right before going on the bus no no like... no no that's not what i'm talking about the thing about the biden thing is you is really bad when your own campaign is throwing you the candidate under the bus and after that debate that's exactly what happened i mean i think people are going to be leaving his campaign soon. Not soon, but I, f- I feel like he's going to stick around to Iowa and maybe South Carolina, and then his, his campaign's over. See, but he can win South Carolina, man. I, mm, he can not, get the, bl- the black vote, man. 
Yes, Black vote but, is the Democratic primary, basically. South- right, but I think that Black vote is looking shakier and shakier. I don't know, man. With, with, with every time he opens his stupid mouth and says something glowing about some segregationists or something like that, he, he's losing. Because, I mean, he lost he lost numbers in the Black vote over this uh, thing. Oh, he totally did. It's, it's just a, he doesn't get it. Right. I, I saw an interview with him in, uh, uh, on CNN, and he was just like, I was a, he just like kept hammering on the fact that he was like, I was against busing when the Department of Education forced it. You know, like if, if they prevented black people from having an eagle chance, and I believe busing worked. He's like, but like you know, you know the, the just the neighborhoods one, and and the each interview every time I see him, they're just like, you do understand that like that type of discrimination, that type of segregation is was because of discrimination. He's like, the reason why those neighborhoods were all white was because they wouldn't allow blacks to live there. And he's like, well, I don't know. But he's like, Joe, this is one. And this speaks to the ineptitude. And I was talking about this. We had a dinner with friends last night. And I was talking about this. I was just like, it frightens me that the Democratic Party, after seeing what happened with Hillary Clinton, running a candidate that people hated, not just mm-hmm. the opposition, but some of your own people, some of the people in the middle you were hoping to get despised this woman, and you ran her anyways, and not in a particularly good way. And they're prepared to do it all over again with Joe Biden. It's just yeah. like, and I'm like, and Joe Biden's even worse than running Hillary Clinton because, one, he's already tried. This is his third time, right? Yeah. So twice he's failed. This is his third time that reeks of desperation or entitlement. Either one is bad. And he's a guy who's creepy with women in the Me Too era, and he hasn't gotten better with it since it's been addressed to him. And he's a guy who's not good with, you know, reading the room, a.k.a. highlighting his experience compromising with segregates and being against busing. Like, and then and on top of it, he, he likes to, like, all he's got is, hey, I was there for the uh, Obama presidency. You know me, guys. He kept saying that in the interview. You know me, guys. Come on, guys. You know me. And it's just like, no, man. There's just a whole generation who doesn't know you. They know you as a guy who smells women's hair. Right. And, and people are like, well, if it was disqualifying when he was uh, the president, or uh, if it's disqualifying now, why is it wasn't it disqualifying when he was the vice president? It's like, because vice no president doesn't do doesn't shit. Do shit. <laughs> outside, of, outside of Dick Cheney. President, vice presidents don't do dick. They just right. hope the president doesn't die, so they don't have to take over. Yeah, that's your job. Be alive. God forbid the president dies, and you have to take over. Exactly. So, like, it it boggles. And like I said, I mean, we're talking about the debate, and uh, you know, he lost. I think he he uh, dropped what ten points or something like that. Oh yeah. Real quick. I mean, that's humongous numbers. And this is just the first debate. You know, we got one and coming up. And it's early. Right, right. We got one coming up next month, I believe. Uh, at the end of this month, 30th and 31st. CNN. Oh, that's right. I forgot it's July now. Yeah. End of the month. And then the next one is until, I think, September. Um, But, yeah. So, like, it's just, like, his numbers aren't improving any. And then you have his surrogates coming after Kamala Harris with some bullshit, uh, basically saying she's not black enough because her parents are, one parent is Jamaican, the other is Indian, and they're like, 
I'm like, my God, that's not that's not how you do this one. That's no. and it doesn't look good coming from a from a white man's campaign. Yeah, you know, I mean, one of his surrogates had a um, in like high level surrogate, like his campaign PR person or something, tweeted something really fucked up, and then people were like, oh, and he was like, no, that wasn't directed at Kamal Harris. Like, okay, oh, I know what it was. It was you can't be convenient with your blackness you can't take it on or, or put it on or, or put it off right and people are like the fuck did you just say like no excuse sir. me white dude yeah so um, yeah so it's just it's gonna be an interesting time yeah um I thought the bait was good though uh but I do think you're right Again, looking at the final, you know, the five that you would pick out of this, I think it's Bernie, um, Kamala Harris, Buttigieg. I thought Buttigieg did horribly. I don't think he, he did I horribly. Think he's, no, I think he's another on the loser category because people brought up the South Bend thing. He went in with that shooting in South Bend and knew he was going to have to answer questions about it. And then when he was asked about it, what did he say? Yes, I failed. I, I messed up there. Motherfucker, I think, why do you... Th- then why would we let you be president if you can't I, fix Podunk, the, the policing in, in Podunk, South Bend, Indiana? You I want to be the president? That. No, I that was not that. good. I think what he did was, was he was honest, and that's the reason why he came across authentic with that when he said... Because I actually like that answer and... That also leading what? into the racial tension one because I like that he said it because he says what he said what was honest and true. I he's like we failed in that situation and not only that like the fact that he said I'm not going to be able to to solve racial tension like that which is something that I enjoy because I hate the fact that all politicians are always like get me into the office and I'm going to reunite the country and I'm going to make this I'm going to people always say that shit. And I like the fact that he was just honest and saying, like, this is not about one person solving racial tension about um, about fixing the racism in, that are in between our communities. This is about a community answer. We have to unite together or we have to or we won't be able to work together. I appreciated the honest answer and the truthful answer in regards to that. Um, I will say that his discussion about, like, um, the shooting wasn't the part I thought he failed the most. I think the part he failed the most was the question about, you know, why is your community 40% black, but your police only 12% black? Um, I think he stumbled through that whole, like, oh, we're trying to find diversity, like, cop-out question. I thought but that was the you, one where he Have you looked into black. the problems in South Bend? Uh, yeah. Because, like, he comes in, fires the black chief, you know, and then like this is not the first problem time they've had a problem with a shooting. You know, so like I, I don't know. It's just I, I. It's mind boggling to me that anybody would even be looking at him for anything. Well, I don't think I don't think anyone serious is looking at him for that. Uh, like I said, I you know had a dinner last night. And we were talking about who we thought were most likely to win, and I you know. My friend, she said, I really like Elizabeth Warren, but I don't know that America is ready for a woman president as bad as that is. You know, they're just, you know, her family's from 
uh, the Midwest. And, you know, there are just tons and tons of people in that demographic who are just like, I don't want a woman in charge. Mm-hmm. You know, we were talking about that. And I was like, well, yeah, you know, and as crazy as that is, cause we were talking about the debates. I was like, you know, Pete Buttigieg, do you think they aren't ready for a woman? They damn sure aren't ready for a homosexual president. Like, I wonder which one of that would be the bigger um, hurdle to jump over. Yeah. Yeah. Which one? Is, if, if, if you gun to head, which one are they picking? You gun, know? gun to head, gun to balls. Gun to head, gun to balls. Yeah. Yeah. I also like I again, this is one of those things where like PC politics gets in the way of we trip over ourselves because like I think the fact that nobody's even discussing it. Like people discuss whether we were ready for a black president when when uh Obama was running because it was like an important thing to you know to discuss and it's like nobody wants to discuss that with Pete Buttigieg. Of course not. People are just gonna avoid the question knowing that, you know, that's that is one of those weird things. Like is this in the fact that his numbers aren't all that good with uh God, I hate to throw our own people under the bus, but the fact that his numbers aren't all that good with black people, I think, kind of speaks to that, that maybe people aren't ready for it, you know? Oh, my God, no. And that's the thing. You talk I about mean, shames of your own society. Yeah. Like, you know, I... It's it sickens me. And we talked about this. Did we talk about this last time with Little Nas? Or maybe we talked about this in, in, in a conversation between the two of us. But, like, the idea that because this rapper that you love a second ago before you found out that they were gay now you're like i can't fuck with that guy no yeah. more. yeah like what I, I i don't understand anyone who has that type of hatred um because i'm like what are you insecure about exactly you've lived your entire life with gay people around you whether you knew they were gay or not Danae, has any of them raped you yet you know, what tripped me out about that whole Lil Nas X and all those people like, oh, don't let them know about so-and-so. Don't let them know about Peebo. Don't let them know about uh, Marvin Gaye. Don't let, you know, like all these yeah. people who were like gay or, or queer Bi- or uh, bisexual, yeah, whatever. You know, and, and like they didn't have any problems with. And it's like, I don't, it boggles my mind. Like that is such, still such a problem in, in the black community. And I feel like but I feel well. I take that back. I was gonna say like I think that's an older thing, but I don't, that's not like and it, like it's not even a a religious thing. I I used to think it was like a religious thing, but there's so many people in our community nowadays who aren't all that religious. Like I mean, I f- it's it's not like in uh, other communities. Like like I think there are probably more agnostics and atheists in like white communities or whatever or. Uh, probably, I, I can't, I don't know about Asian communities, but I do know, like, black communities, you know, religion isn't as important, but nowhere near as unimportant as in other communities. So, like, I thought that as more people got more agnostic, I guess, in their beliefs, that that would change, but it hasn't, it doesn't seem to have changed all that much. Well, some, some of it is just, like, woven into, like, the culture of like you know rap and hip-hop and entertainment with this idea yeah that, like you're a tough man like like the people criticizing Dwayne wade because he was supporting his son 
Oh my god! At, at yes. the gay pride parade, and you're like, "What? You're gonna criticize this man because he's supporting his child?" Yeah. What the fuck is like? What is actually the fuck wrong with you? I would yeah. rather, and so and that's again, think about the Kevin Hart thing where he's like, you know, I I'd smash that dollhouse on his head. You're like, that is just a thought belief that some people have. And I and don't know. Crazy. I I I thought it was getting better. I actually do think it's getting better, for the most part, but it's still there. Like it's it's yeah. there. It's just sad, and I know it's. I mean, it's it's something in every culture. Um, you know, in 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 many cultures, you know, that's you know there are killings and stuff like that over stuff like this. I just. It just feels like it's especially egregious in the black community because, like, w- like transphobia is still a big deal. Uh, there've been there've been five trans women killed in Dallas this year. Yeah, and and of course nobody's doing anything. And, and like, cause like a trans black woman is the like the most likely case the of, most, of the of, most uh, threatened. Yeah, threatened, like the most threatened right. individual in America is a black trans woman. And, and again, nobody's really doing anything about it. You know, I feel like, you know, one of the reasons um, that that serial killer in Atlanta, the Atlanta monster or whatever, got away with it is because it was targeting, you know, black children. And like, that's what we're dealing with now with, with trans women. Yep. I mean, and it, there was like a killer in Chicago who's been killing um, black girls. There's. Uh, been black young black women in DC that have been disappearing. You know, it's like there just aren't enough efforts to to save these black lives. Hmm. <sighs> well, hate to end on a depressing note. Uh, let's let's talk about something real quick. It came from Twitter. Uh, Antifa. Uh, there was a well. A mark or something, and some dude got hit with a milkshake and got beat up. Um, and then all these some trolls were like, Oh, what about the tolerant left or whatever? And whatever, I, I'm just glad that uh, milkshaking has come to America. Um, yeah, I actually had like a two and a half day conversation with this guy who followed me, who I followed too. He was all, all right, but then he got all upset because he's like. Uh, this this guy is like a um, an Asian quotation mark journalist. Um, he's basically just a a collaborator who supports Proud Boys and other white supremacists, uh, and basically the idea that like it's okay if these people want to kill minorities. That's their right to voice that. That's their freedom of speech. So he's one of those people who gives cover for racists, and so he thought that he was just going to be able to you know walk with these in this proud boy march and basically not have to deal with any of the consequences of his words and that basically what it came down for me when i was talking to this guy because he was just like you know antifa's bad antifa's they're fascist they're violent they're i'm like you know what if the proud boys and Aryans nations and other white supremacists didn't exist antifa wouldn't exist right like there's never been a point where antifa has had a march just to have a march. They literally only respond to fascists and racists and bigots. 
So, you know, like, this guy basically wants to live in a world where he can say whatever he wants, support violence that harms other communities, and not have those communities do anything about it when he's out in the public. And I'm like, that's not the way it works. Like, and again, it's one of those things where you're like, guys, like, freedom of speech. I'm like, yeah, freedom of speech allows you to say what you want. It does not that prevent mean you from you're not going to catch the consequences of, of what you, of your words and your actions. I'm like, I don't yeah. feel sorry for that guy. If that's what it takes for him to stop writing bullshit and stop supporting racists, then so be it. Yeah. But because I'm tired of my people getting stabbed because being stabbed in New Jersey with a samurai sword because some white guy thinks that by killing this black dude, he's going to start a race riot or being stabbed on a train defending a Muslim woman because some white guy thinks that if he murders a bunch of minorities, he'll start a race riot and a race war. It's like, it's obvious that our authorities aren't doing enough to stop these people. So that means people have to take it into their own hands. And that's the risk you deal. Those Proud Boys knew that by marching through that fucking town, that they were in, they were in waiting for violence. That's the reason why they came with shields and batons and shit. Like, same thing with Charlottesville. Like, they're antagonizing people because they want to make people be afraid. But you know, when people aren't afraid and people are willing to get their hands dirty, you know, that's the price of paying the game. Mm-hmm. And in other, uh, it came from Twitter that this uh, bottle challenge, amazingness, like some top level talent like and i don't i have a feeling i'm cautious i guess like i don't want somebody to take this away from me and find out it's all been a hoax of some kind <laughs> you know Cause, like i've seen some stuff like there was this one thing one of the most amazing ones i saw was this guy on a like a, a dirt bike or something and a guy's just holding the bottle out and he comes over the hill hits the back end out and and takes the top off the bottle. I was like, that was fucking amazing. And I saw one I shared with Brent. Um, this guy uh, was uh, drifting with his uh, his car, and then he pops the spoiler out, deploys it, and the spoiler deploying is what causes the, the bottle top to come off. I'm like, this stuff is so amazing. You know, and it just started with somebody challenged like Jason Statham or something like that. Jason Jason was my favorite. Uh, I love the uh, chain of the mixed martial artists who were just getting the next one, the next one, the next one, yeah. the next one. Um, so it's it, that's been a challenge that I think is cool. One I definitely could never. I, it would take me so long to do that. Donnie Yin did it blindfolded, and I was like, "Jeez, this guy, yeah, so this too guy, good. just showing everybody up." Ah. <laughs> uh... But yeah, so like, you know, that's something else that came from Twitter. Um, it, it's like an amazing thing to have seen. It's like the best of Twitter. Because like if it, yeah, if the bottle cap challenge is like the best of Twitter, then this is like the best and worst of Twitter. But at the same time, I, I feel like, you know, Twitter gives us, gives and takes away. But I think we're going to be able to overcome what it takes away. Uh, I see what you did there. Uh, and yeah, the segment's back, y'all. Uh, we shall definitely overcome uh, the ugliness of Twitter. And what we're talking about is The Little Mermaid. 
it was announced that for the live action Little Mermaid, um, who was the person who's Halle Halle Berry? Is that her name? Halle Holly Berry. Holly? Yeah. Because at first when I saw the name, I was like, Halle Berry's gonna be the Little Mermaid. Halle ha- Bailey. Oh, it might be Bailey. Oh, Bailey. If she's Jamaican, she might be Bailey. I bet it's Bailey. Halle Bailey. Um, anyway, that's what's funny too is like you hear these things or see these things on, on Twitter, but you don't know necessarily like how they're like, like right because I've only read the name, so I don't I don't know how it's actually pronounced because I haven't heard anybody talking about it yet because it's been so big on Twitter that like I guess news agencies haven't really picked it up at, um, at least yeah. in the main like video type news. Yeah. Um, I will say that um, I the only reason why I think it's Baez is because there's a soccer player who plays for Manchester United whose last name is spelled the same, mm-hmm. and um, I bet it's I bet it's Baez. But anyways, neither here nor there. Uh, she has been cast as Ariel, and guess what, y'all? She ain't white with red hair. Um, she is black of some sort, black in skin tone. I don't know what her background is. I probably could look that up. Um, I don't right. I don't think it's neither here nor there. It doesn't. That's not the point. What happened next is the point. Uh, very quickly there was a backlash from, of course, the usual suspects. Um, bunch you, of racist people. Not my, not my area. How could they make her white? This is mm-hmm. appropriation. Oh my god! It was <laughs> the, the tears. This is so delicious, so, so delicious. tasty. And, and when I first heard that, like, I was like, the first thing I tweeted was, "I cannot wait to see how racists justify their hate for this." And it, but it has nothing to do with color, you know. And it was yep. like they decided we're not even going to fake the funk with a nasty dunk. They would just went right after the Ariel's black. I mean, white, you know, it was like, they, oh my God, you're not even sugarcoating it. Okay. Yeah. Not even trying to, um, my, my favorite part of it was like, um, the, the people who were rebuttaling being like, yo, Ariel's a fucking mermaid and mermaids don't fucking exist. Yes. <laughs> like she's a fish, yo. Yo, she is a fish. I saw one person said, uh, they were like, um, she said, I can't act like representation matters only when it affects me. So, I understand the outrage for um, for this casting of Ariel, and she's like, "But fish people, I hear you." Yeah, <laughs> that's like, what yes. I thought was so great <laughs> when someone just like they're the real victims. Right. <laughs> All those fish people who All thought fish the people, people. Would be able to, to make it in Hollywood, and now they see these two leggers taking their jobs. <laughs> yeah. No, this this is great for me in two reasons. One, it exposes just because there are a lot of people who are being like, "Yo, man, I didn't know you were so racist like that." Like other yeah. people who are losing followers and friends over this because they thought that everyone else would just slide on with them, being like, "Yeah, Ariel should be white," and they're like, "What's what's wrong?" I like, went through on the brother brother account, and I was just looking up Ariel thing and just tweeting, "You mad, bro? You mad, bro? <laughs> you mad, bro?" Bro, you mad? Because the thing about it is, like, they didn't. These people don't have a problem when it's the other way around. When when Scarlett Johansson is whitewashing every ethnicity out out of Hollywood, you mm-hmm. know, 
but all of a sudden this is a problem you know like like this is when you have a problem with casting okay yeah, we, we see y'all but yeah. like i said this is twofold victory one you get to expose all these bigots for just being dumb idiots uh and you get to slam dunk on them or see them get dunked on uh, but the second part that's great about this is that we've overcome a historic trend. We've been able to turn a popular white-skinned character into a brown-skinned one, not because they wanted to do it to be socially you know, aware or whatever, but just because she was the best person for the job. Right. I mean, that is a big deal. That me- that's, like, that's a big deal for it acceptance in Hollywood. It's not like anybody was out here campaigning to make this happen, you know? I, I don't think... If they had cast, like, Mo, uh, Bobby Millie Brown to be the Little Mermaid, people would have been like, eh, whatever. You know, it, it would not have gotten news. And, and nobody would have been, like, you know, outraged at them for casting a... a, yeah. a, a You'd have been like, person. cool. That makes sense. That makes sense. I get that. You know, I see but, that. But now this, you know, this is like... This, I got, like this is what a post-racial America looks like, you know. It, it, it's it's black people playing uh, Hamilton and Aaron Burr, and that just being a normal thing, you know. Yeah. It, it's any character that doesn't have to be a specific ethnicity being cast with anybody, you know. It's it's um having interracial couples and interracial marriages and. And uh, Ryan Reynolds playing the father of a black kid in Detective Pikachu. You know, yeah. that's what we're all striving for. Saying that, you know, our color does not define you anymore. You know, and I'm not saying that, you know, we're there. We're not there 100% by any means. But this is a big step. This is what that This is, this is a big like. step. You're talking about a Disney. All these Disney um, live actions have worked. And the fact that, like, even for Aladdin, the fact that you've got the majority of of people of that ethnicity or similar to it, you know, the fact that we got a black genie, like mm-hmm. these are th- these all are small stones, but they're leading of a path towards, you know, uh, diversity and equality, and that's a good thing. Ariel's gonna be black, y'all, man. Do you right. do you know what this is gonna do for 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 black girls? A generation of black girls? And a generation of black guys who are going to be like, oh, she's Ariel's hot. Because, I mean, that is, like like I said, like, I don't, it, you cannot overstate how big of a deal that is, that this is happening. Because, again, I think it's, it has to be pointed out, and kudos, and whether, you know what, people are like, oh, well, Disney's just doing that to make money. Even if they are, even if you're doing the right thing for the wrong reasons, I no longer care anymore. Because Mm-mm. the right it. thing becomes normal, you know. Mm-hmm. So like nobody was asking Disney to do this, and it, they just did it because that was the best person for the role, and that is just like you can. I cannot understate how important and big that is. Yeah, that's just a huge thing. Um, so yeah, guys, we overcame. We yeah. still got stuff to overcome. But this week we overcame. Hell yeah, we did. Score one for the good guys and all those exactly all those bigots out here boycotting. You know what? 
I, keep I fucking around. Tears. You know what? Keep fucking around. We'll turn this shit into Black Panther for Disney. I'll give a shitload of money to the evil empire just to put your face in it. You think yeah. we won't? Boycott it. Everything you guys boycott fails anyway. It just gets more successful. Right. Because I'm, I'm going to see this thing twice. Three times in theater. I might see Ow. it every day opening weekend. I might walk even... into the mall, see some black kids, see if black family be like, what y'all doing? You're going to go see Little Mermaid. Get in there. Get in there. Because here's the thing. I haven't seen any of these live action ones. I've been meaning to see Aladdin, but I just, I haven't because like, it's just, I don't know. Like if I want to see Aladdin, I'll, I'll watch it. I can red box that. Right. I can red box that. Yeah. But Jungle Book was great. Straight up. That's what I hear. I heard Jungle Book was It's on Netflix. Okay. I might check it out. But there's the thing like the Jungle Book never interested me. That's why I didn't see it. Yeah, but it's still good. Even the other one was good too. The Mowgli, the whatever that one that the. Did more you see Little Mermaid? Uh, not Little Mermaid. Beauty and the Beast. Fuck no, I wouldn't oh, see okay. that. I heard. That I can't was stand. Good. I can't stand uh, Hermione. What? She's overrated, man. You're overrated. That's the only good thing she's ever done is fucking Hermione, and that's she does the same thing in every movie. Be brooding. I don't know if she's been in enough movies that you can actually say that to be true. Mm-hmm. She ain't Natalie Portman. I'll give you that. I will give you that one. Um, But yeah, so yeah, we overcame, y'all. Yeah. And this has been a long one. I'm sorry. Maybe. One last thing before we go. Okay. Uh, it is um, Sunday... July 7th, and the U.S. men and the U.S. women are both playing today. Uh, the U.S. women World Cup final against Netherlands, so go USA. And the U.S. men later tonight, um, not Gold Cup, World Cup, sorry, for the finals for the women, and U.S. men in the Gold Cup final against Mexico. Um, both are defending champions of their prospective tournament, so nice. we'll see if they can repeat. Uh, that's about it for me, I guess. We still got to talk about Black Mirror and uh, the uh, Dominican Republic is still canceled. Oh, God, yeah. Ugh. Still canceled. I had a friend who her daughter went to the Dominican Republic. I was like, cool, I'm so so concerned. Tell her not to drink from the mini bar. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but uh, she definitely, you know, she got back safe, had a great time and um, but, uh, thank you all for listening. Um, and, and we'll listen, we'll talk to you all next week as usual. Uh, Jonathan, I want to especially thank you for rolling with these punches. Oh yeah, man. Uh, with my schedule and whatnot. Um, but, uh, yeah, until next week, you guys, uh, please speak your truth. Tell your story and stay woke. I like that ending. Stay woke. <laughs> you can find John at Tempe WMF on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find his other stuff at Tempe'sWorld.com. And you can find Reggie at Hedonis, that's H I D A N A S. He co hosts, in my humble opinion, and the Cinema Chat podcast.